The A to Zeke Podcast. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. So you're Zeke and you're running for president? I'm running for president. You are? There is whiskey in the water. Looking to get Paul Bunyan's ass back in two weeks. <laughs> 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 can, I, can I redo that? <laughs> probably a good idea. There is fear in the eye. If I had Peyton Manning throwing me the ball, I'd probably catch 12 touchdowns. And there is yours and there is mine. Data Zeke podcast, Andrew Duvall, Zeke Foreman. We're talking playoffs today, starting with the NHL. we got a special guest on the phone with us today, Luke Woodman. Luke, how's it going today? Pretty good, boys. How are we doing? Playoff hockey starts. That's how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite out of the four major sports as far as hockey goes. Or as far as playoffs go, I mean. Yeah, the hockey playoffs yeah. are my favorite hockey playoffs, too. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I'd say that's a safe bet. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah, they of, always, oh, go ahead. They always call it the second season, and uh, to be honest, I think the general public. You know, us hockey fans, we can get as much of it as we can, but I think the general public, it's it's really the one part of the sport where everyone gets involved. You know, I get it. I'm a realist. Not everywhere in the United States is like the state of Minnesota or like Canada. It's you know we're. We keep hearing about how soccer is even beating out hockey. I don't buy it, but that's what they're telling me. I think the general public really gets into it because these teams, it's such a physical sport, it's such a fast sport, uh, and when they keep running into each other night after night, it really does get exciting. Um, so is it long? Yeah. Do I love it? You bet. And the best part about it is is 1 through 16, no matter how you rank them, you can just about make a pretty reasonable case for every single team to make a long run. Um, so there's also some added interest here as we talk about the West, as we've got the Minnesota Wild facing the St. Louis Blues in the first round as well. Zeke being the Wild fan, Luke being the Blues fan. And if you ask me, I think, you know, kind of a, uh, as a biased third party, I think this is probably the best series in the first round as far as uh, the potential to go seven games and a plenty of overtime and see the physicality and see everything you want to see in a, in a hockey playoff series. Yeah, I think that's the the general consensus. Everything that I've seen has this series going six or seven games, mostly uh, in the Blues' favor because uh, the Blues are are back to full strength. They got Tarasenko back. They got Alex Steen back for that finale against Minnesota, and they they stuck it to the Wild. So this should be a good series. Yeah, we'll get uh, talk about that a little bit more coming up. First, we're going to start with the number one team in the Western Conference, the Anaheim Ducks, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Kind of snuck out a wild card spot in the last week, did uh, did the Jets. I'll let you guys take turns. Zeke, what you got on this one? Uh, Goaltending uh, for the Jets. Finished 43-26 and 26, uh, 43, 26 and 13, 99 points. They had a, a plus-19 goal differential. Uh, Pavlik has been on fire lately, but his career numbers, he's average at best. Goalies get hot. We've seen that with, with Devin Dubnik, speaking of the Minnesota Wild, a couple minutes ago. Uh, but after years of watching Pavlik do stuff, uh, he's really streaky. How much can you trust him against this high-octane Ducks team? Well, you- yeah, and, and, and that's something that's really interesting because if you would have asked me about three weeks ago, uh, do I think this Jets team can go anywhere, I would have said absolutely not. Andre Pavlik uh, was absolutely awful 
uh, starting, you know, really the entire season. I know Jets fans were ready to run him out of town as soon as they could. Michael Hutchinson, uh, who's kind of a no-namer to the novice hockey world, and even uh, some even more specifics, he kicked around in the minors a little bit. Uh, Jets picked him up kind of as their second guy, and they really started splitting time. And I think Pavlik, uh, especially down the stretch here where he has picked it up, uh, really at a torrid pace, I think he's really benefiting from not having to eat up those big minutes. Um, he's a goalie that, like you said, really streaky. He's a big guy, but he is playing the best hockey I've seen him play since, boy, early in his Atlanta Thrashers days, I would say. And so I think a lot of people with uh, Anaheim even sort of, you know, they're the top seed. Don't get me wrong, they're a great team, but they didn't really finish the season the way they wanted to. Uh, they ended up top seed in the West by a, a tiebreaker technicality with St. Louis. They had the exact same record. And so there's a lot of people who think the Jets are a sneaky pick here. I like the trade they pulled off with Buffalo. They shipped out the injured Evander Kane. Uh, this is something that Buffalo is doing for the future. They got Tyler Myers, a six foot nine, almost six foot ten by the time he's growing defenseman. He seems to have a renewed passion for the game. They got Drew Stafford. They're going to add him to this uh, a larger physical core. You know, Dustin Bufflin, Andrew Ladd, uh, all these other guys that they've got. Where do I think the Jets are there right now? Not really, but I think they really could pull off a first round upset. All right, that's why hockey's yeah. awesome. Is because we, it, it's not uncommon to see an eight seed over or a top seed in in this situation. We, we see it in hockey all the time where, where basketball, it's been maybe once in the, the history of the playoffs. Didn't Golden State upset Dallas or something a couple years ago? Yeah. But one, one more thing that's, that's interesting to me is as good as the Anaheim Ducks have been for most of the season, they have only a plus seven goal differential, which means defense and, and goaltending hasn't been uh, as good for Anaheim as it's been uh, for Winnipeg lately. Uh, Pavlik his last three games zero goals allowed, uh, and that and that's one reason why uh, why the the Ducks brought in Ryan Kessler from from Vancouver midseason. He's supposed to be a two way center that they needed to win the West, and and it happened. Granted, it was a, a, a tiebreaker technicality, like Luke said with St. Louis, but uh, they're going to have to rely on on Kessler here. All right, we got to move on to the rest of the West. Before we do that, I got to throw my number out there: thirty three one and seven. The Ducks' record in uh, one goal games—that's that's ridiculous, and we'll probably see plenty of those in this series. Uh, see the Ducks move on. Next up, it's Vancouver Canucks against the Calgary Flames. This one, two teams that I don't think a lot of people are giving a lot of credit in the Western Conference. Uh, Luke, thoughts on this series? Uh, honestly, my thoughts are kind of what you alluded to. Um, this isn't the first-round matchup you wanted to see, just because one of these teams has to win. And that's not taking away from either team. They both deserve to be here. But I think when you look at some of the other matchups we have, we would like to see a second-round matchup that involved a team, you know, that involves St. Louis and Minnesota or that involves uh, Anaheim, who, you know, for as much as I said, watch out for the Jets, you know, they're still a very good team. They're still a very good physical team. So these two teams, uh, they kind of fly under the radar. Absolutely love what Calgary's done this year. They've got a lot of good young kids. Um, they are inexperienced for the playoffs, let alone for the NHL. Uh, but you got Jonas Hiller as the backstop there. The interesting thing to watch for Vancouver, Ryan Miller is not going to play uh, game one. I believe they've announced that. Uh, I don't know if it's official yet or not, but that's the, the going consensus is that Eddie Lack is going to play. Um, Ryan Miller dealing, I believe it is, with a knee injury. And so 
Uh, Lack has had a strong finish to the season, um, but a lot of unproven issues there for Vancouver. Um, Calgary missing their captain, Mark Giordano, the fact that they kept it together. Everyone sort of counted them out at that point. But uh, it's going to be exciting, but I think it's going to lack some of the fanfare of these other Western Conference series. And, and I, I can't help but agree. I mean, this is an old Vancouver Canucks team. Ryan Miller out, and you have the Sedin Twins, and they're not exactly spring chickens. And, and, and Kevin Bieksa is the, the assistant captain and uh, against a very young, inexperienced Cal, uh, Calgary Flames team who is who have been good to decent as of late. And, and this is what I see. The only the only real benefit to this I, I see is a, a Canada versus Canada series. And these two guys are going to go at each other, those Vancouver fans and the Calgary fans. Uh, I think the Flames will be overmatched, uh, but I think that the Canucks are too old. I got Flames in seven. Most of the game is in overtime. Uh, question, does either one of these teams win? Are they kind of playing to lose in the next round? Do you think either the Jets or the Ducks beat whatever winner of this series? Uh, Luke, first. To be honest, no matter who wins that, that Jets-Ducks series, I would be surprised if the winner of Canucks-Flames was able to survive another round. Flames are inexperienced, a little bit shorthanded with some of their leadership. It's young guys, but you know maybe that can get you through a round. The Canucks are beat up; they're a little bit older now. They've got a little bit of a youth movement, you know. Uh, Tanev, um, oh boy, what, what's the other guy? I'm trying to think of. Uh, not a young guy, but an underrated guy, Redeem Verbata. He's an absolute sniper. But neither team really feels like they could make a strong push here for round two, let alone further into round three. Yeah, and I agree with you there. So basically, Ducks, Jets, uh, almost getting a, a pass to the Western Conference Finals, uh, if whichever team can get through that first round. Now it brings us to the big matchup. A lot of team, a lot of experts out there actually was kind of hoping to see this matchup in the Western Conference Finals. It's, it's Luke's St. Louis Blues against Zeke's Minnesota Wild. Uh, Zeke, we'll let you go first this time. Give your case for why the Wild will win the series. Uh, two words, Devin Dubnik. I mean, this guy has scored, he's started all but, I think, 39 of the last 40 games he started in net for the Minnesota Wild since they got him in that trade with uh, the Phoenix Coyotes. And the, the Wild were basically out of it. There were, there were calls for Mike Yo's head. They were talking, shipping out young guys for a, a big, big-name goaltender. And, and they brought in this no-namer to most of Minnesota Wild fans. Granted, I I heard a little bit about, about Devin Dubnik, and what I heard wasn't good. He's kind of floating around the minors for a while. Hadn't really found a home. They bring this guy in, and and the rest is history. Just played out of his mind. The best goaltender in the National Hockey League outside of maybe Carey Price uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. And that's what's going to rely on it is, is can Devin Dubnik play the way he's played the last 39 games? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's you know where a lot of people are going to look. It's everybody's kind of waiting for Dubnik to fall off, and he hasn't. So you just got to hope he doesn't do it in in the playoffs. Uh, Luke's what? Uh, what about your Blues? Well, and you know, just just before I get in on that, you know, the thing with Devin Dubnik, I've I've been waiting for him to fall off too, and I don't see it now. Has he been as dominant the last two weeks of the season? No, but that's some real you know. Uh, like, what are you comparing it to? You're comparing it to Superman. And mm-hmm. so he's still been a very good goalie, uh, even when his you know numbers have somewhat dropped off. Um, Sean Burke, the tall goalie whisperer, got a hold of him in Arizona. He was the better goalie in Arizona. They just traded him because they got Mike Smith locked into a long-term contract, and they're trying to lose. Devin Dubnik was too good. The Coyotes are after that, you know, McDavid-Eichel 
situation. So, uh, great move for the Wild. I think I remember Zeke texting me, you know, Devin Dubnik, your thoughts. I'm thinking Oilers, Dubnik, just like everyone else is, mm-hmm. saying, meh, but he's had an okay year with Arizona, but that's not saying much. So, um, it's it's going to come down to him. It's going to come down to the Wild's defense. But I'm trying to not let the Blues uh, pass playoff teams since their existence uh, <laughs> cloud my judgment here. As a Blues fan, you never uh, go into the playoffs completely confident. But this team is very good. Um, what other team can say that Paul Stastny is really their third, almost fourth-line center? Uh, it's a really deep team. It's a really physical team. What I was telling people before I even knew it was going to be a Blues-Wild matchup is, even if the Blues don't get through the first round, I don't like that winning team's chances in the second round because they're going to be picking up limbs all over the ice. Mm-hmm. David Backus, uh, Alexander Steen, a young guy, Dmitry Yashkin, um, you know, Stastny, Schwartz, Tarasenko, even a lot of their goal scorers play a physical brand of hockey. You've got one of the biggest depth areas uh, in the league on defense, uh, Alex Petrangelo, Kevin Shattenkirk, Jay Bomeister, Barrett Jackman, an older, slower guy, but real smart between the years. Um, what it's going to come down to is they've got a goalie question mark yet again. They tried it with Ryan Miller last year. They tried it with a lock. He kept getting hurt. This year, they thought Brian Elliott, not a great month. It's Jake Allen. He's a young kid. I've been waiting for him for a long time. Sort of pedestrian season, but a great last month. They're going to go for him with game one. Uh, but I'd say he's got a short leash. They may go back and forth throughout the whole playoff series with uh, Jake Allen and Brian Elliott. Yeah, the uh, I, the best thing I read about the series on, on Grantland.com, the guy had to say that he's going through everything. He gives his predictions. says it'll be a great series, probably the best of the opening round with several overtime games, plenty of drama. The winner will come out in great shape to make a deep run. And then it kind of says, oh, right, that's you on an actual uh, prediction. He said, he's going with the Blues in seven, I think, maybe. Put me down as being 51% sure, and I think that's where everybody is sitting uh, going into this series. Yeah, if it's anything, Barry, Barry Melrose... Bill, eh, let me start that over, sorry. <laughs> if this if this counts for anything, Barry Melrose says Blues in six. You can't really pick against Barry Melrose, can you? I, not with the Well, hair. I mean, if... If you want the right answer, I suppose you could, but the Silver Fox is the Silver Fox, so I guess <laughs> if he says it, uh, I just hope it's not the kiss of death uh, myself. But uh, I've got Blues in six, but again, as a Blues fan, you never feel completely confident going into the playoffs. Um, you know, everyone talks about the big guys. My player to watch for this series is is Jaden Schwartz. Uh, drafted two picks ahead of Tarasenko in 2010. Um, absolute, you know, a great two-way player, the kind of forwards that the Blues like, uh, which is sometimes why they struggle to score goals. They get a lot of two-way players, not a whole lot of snipers like Tarasenko, um, but he really makes this team go, and so I think you're going to see him blossom in front of the nation where people are looking more at uh, Oshie and Tarasenko. You got to watch uh, Thomas Vanek as well for the Minnesota Wild. He started to pick it up finally towards the end of the season, but I don't think he quite had the overall season that Wild fans were hoping for when they, they got him in the off season. So maybe he could play hero in in the playoffs for the Wild. Uh, winding down to the Western Conference playoff look, we've got the Nashville Predators and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in the final series. Nashville, kind of one of the better teams in the West throughout most of the season. Chicago Blackhawks, of course, been very dominant the last few years. Uh, is Chicago going out in the first round? This is a tough matchup for them, Luke. You know, it, the series reminds me a little bit of Two teams that are probably okay playing each other because 
they both kind of ended the season after a very strong regular season, probably not at the clip they wanted to. Uh, Nashville is really going to come down to Pecorine. They've got a lot of good uh, young goal scorers. they got Philip Forsberg, who was an absolute steal for them from Washington at, a, at the trade deadline, boy, I want to say last year, if not two years ago. Uh, but Rene had an injury. I think he came back too quick. He's done well, but he doesn't quite have that dominant look to him like you would expect to see from him. So if he can get that, I think Chicago's in a lot of trouble. Chicago seems like a team that, you know, with all their experience, they almost just seem worn down. Um, I don't know if you guys see that. I know the Wild got the Blackhawks a few times at the end of the year, and I think they beat them twice. Is that right? Yep. That, yeah, the Wild. That sounds uh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, you look at the Blackhawks, the last week of the season, they sat out all their vets. And I know that's probably an okay thing to do when you got the playoff spot locked, but that kind of hints to me that these guys are tired. Well, yeah, and it's it's a bit of an older core, and think about it. They've had really deep playoff runs, including cup championships in the last few years. So a lot of these guys in their main core has more or less stayed together. They don't get a whole lot of off season. You know, these guys have been playing into June for three, four years straight. And so I think you're starting to see some of that. Now, if you are a Hawks fan, the good news is you get Patrick Kane back for game one. Uh, he, he's been out for almost two months. Uh, it was a collarbone issue. He kind of went into the boards awkwardly. It wasn't a dirty hit, just kind of a weird fall. Yeah, I think it was um, late February when that happened. Yeah, so they're going to get him back. What shape he's in, we'll see. I mean, the guy's a gamer. It's hard to argue with his resume. It's hard to argue with the resume of a guy like Jonathan Taves and, you know, the Seabrook and the Keith. Uh, question marks a little bit with Corey Crawford again, but he has at least shown that he can take them far into the playoffs. And so... Uh, you know, Nashville and Chicago both seem a little bit tired to finish up the season, but two very good hockey teams in their own right. Yeah, and I mean, when Nashville took off, you didn't expect Nashville to be this good. I think this year's Western Conference playoffs has the highest turnover in the history of of, of hockey. I mean, there's no Colorado Avalanche. They were in it last year. Uh, I'm trying to, to kind of quick run through uh, who was in it last year that's not there this year. But 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 a huge turnaround, and I, I think this comes comes down to Corey Crawford's series. The a key number I have for the Chicago Blackhawks is they they didn't lose a game at all this season after losing after three periods. The only team to post a perfect mark in the NHL, and I, I think it'll come down to defense and goaltending. Plus, getting Patrick Kane back doesn't hurt either. No, definitely well, not. Yeah, and 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 Nashville is very good at home. You know, uh, I, I know they've struggled a little bit lately, but uh, they're a very good home team. Um, they are kind of one of the only teams in the West. For all the good teams, uh, each one kind of has that goalie question mark. Now, you wouldn't say that about the Wildwood Dubnik, but uh, certainly his inexperience comes into play. Rene is kind of one of those alpha goalies that uh, you see more of in the East for all the, I think, overall teams that are better in the West. And so if you're Nashville, you're going to live and die by Pecorine and by that defense you've put in front of him with Shea Weber and Seth Jones. All right, real quick before we wrap up the Western Conference, uh, putting bias aside or fan bias aside, give uh, who and why will be standing up and uh, representing the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals, Luke. You know, this is going to sound biased. I really do like St. Louis this year, and I think there's enough to back up that argument. Um, Chicago is always tough to play against this year. The interesting omission this year is not 
having the Los Angeles Kings as part of the yeah. mix. And so it really does open the door for a lot of these teams that uh, just keep missing. And I'll include Chicago in that because they've had to go up against Los Angeles, and I think it's you know the two out of three they haven't been able to to pull through. Um, now Detroit was in that mix a little bit too. They're in the East now, obviously. But uh, I think if there was a year for St. Louis to do it, they've actually got the scoring punch this year. Um, I. I honestly think it's going to be St. Louis, but that's as unbiased as I can possibly be. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> Zeke, yeah, what do yeah, you yeah. got? <laughs> uh, the West is tricky because from from one to eight, it's it's so stacked, but I, I hate to pick against my wild, but I, I'm in the Blues corner as well. I mean, the Blues bandwagon is, is full. I'm sure as Luke knows, they've never won a Stanley Cup in like, what, 50, 50 plus years. And, and this is the year All to do it. They, other than the the kind of the the questions in goal, they I mean they're all healthy. They they have great defense. They have great goal scoring. Uh, and and really everybody else kind of fell off the cliff at the end of the year based on where they were. Whereas St. Louis is beginning stronger going into the playoffs. And I think it'll be. I think this is the year of the Blues. Wow. So we have a, a consensus here. Zeke, I'm surprised you're picking the Blues right away. I, I I hate the Ducks. I hate the Jets. Basically, I hate St. Louis less than everybody else. I don't have a reason to hate them yet. Okay. Whatever you say. We'll be talking about the East coming up in segment two of the A to Z podcast. There is whiskey in the water. And there is death. 